The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly. To your favorite sports show, hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 101 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SV Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. And it's Super Bowl time, baby. The longest possible time that the Eagles could play this season, they are because they're going to the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. And there's a lot of really cool storylines in this one, Jess. There are. And it's it's fun because... I think, you know, to start it off with one of the storylines, like I think there's a lot of, especially now that the Eagles have won their Super Bowl, there yes. are a lot of Eagles fans that when the Eagles aren't a part of the game or, or Eagles aren't a factor, there's a lot of people that still like to root for Andy Reid and the Chiefs because it's it's Andy Reid. Like he was here for so long. He did so many great things. Unfortunately, he was never able to get it done here, but I think there are a lot of people that really do still pull for Andy. So it's it's an interesting, like, I'm sure by the end of it, we're going to absolutely despise the Chiefs one way or another. Like, you know, we never had any problems with the San Francisco 49ers. Now they're public enemy number one in this place. So, you know, no one really has any problems with the Chiefs at the moment. But, you know, I'm sure we will by the end. But for now. I don't know, though, because, I mean, even looking at the 49ers, they're just a whole bunch of crybabies. Like, I really. All of them. Uh, yeah, like because fans, the right? players alike, all of them. literally Christian McCaffrey has been on every single platform talking about what ifs all week long from the Super Bowl. And it's like, dude, why are you even there if you're this upset? Right. But um, plants and yeah. like, and that's one of the differences with the Chiefs. Like, I'm with you 100%. Like, if the Eagles don't make it, 
Like I would pull for like if it was the Chiefs against the 49ers, I'd 100% be for the Chiefs just because of Andy Reid. I really respect Patrick Mahomes. How can you not? He does everything right. He's a great quarterback. He's so young. Um, so I think this team's a lot more respectable. If they did lose, I think they'd be better losers, even though it's going to sting when it's the Super Bowl. But with that being said, Jess, I'm like scary confident. And everybody I've talked to is scary confident. And it's making me scary nervous. <laughs> yeah. It's not even making me nervous because I feel like this is a team that we should be confident in, right? Like you look at this Eagles team and you should be confident in this Eagles team. Like going into Minnesota, we were weirdly confident because we were like, ah, what do we have to lose, right? Literally. Like we're in the Super Bowl. Nick Foles is playing quarterback. Like we're just happy to be here. We're just along for the ride. Right. Like <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time kind of thing. <laughs> And them winning, obviously, was just an enormous, enormous, enormous bonus, which is also why none of the, these arguments about, well, if we had our quarterback, none of these arguments phase us because we quite literally won the Super Bowl. With Have you seen Nick Foles since that game? Like, he has been an absolute train wreck of a player since that those 60 minutes ended. And, like... So the all arguments yeah. are invalid, which it's it's why we seem so heartless because you cannot. There were seven starters on IR that year. You cannot phase us with your if we had this player. I don't want to hear That's it. That's a perfect point. Yeah, I I just don't want to hear it. So I know that in some capacity, if something happens and the Eagles win, say Patrick Mahomes is you know a little more hurt, starts hobbling around by the end, or you know they put Nicole Hardman on IR, they've got a bunch of people banged up, blah 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 blah. That's going to be what we hear, right? But when it comes to this Eagles team, they are a very complete team, and they, they're they a team that we should have confidence in. The way they have played all year, the way they have been coached all year, the way they have prepared all year, they 150% have earned the confidence that we have in them. I just hope they don't squander it. Yes, I agree. It, it literally is – the ball is in their court, quite literally. But I just even um, got off of a thing with um, John Ritchie, and he said the same thing. He was like, I don't know if I've ever seen a more complete team end up in this spot. Because, like, yeah, there's been some great teams in history and stuff, but there have been instances where the best teams in the league that year haven't made the Super Bowl because they fumble it some – uh -huh. Not literally, but yeah, <laughs> at some point, you know what I mean? So um, the fact that we ended up with two number one seeds, they're both really good in this position is cool enough. But like the Eagles are literally like they are the only person that can beat them, literally. And that's talking about this all year. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think, why the national media makes me so mad because like there's still there's still that narrative about. Like, we just talked about Sam Fran, like, oh, if they had a quarterback. But then also, like, just um, Colin Coward and Nick Wright said the other day that, um, yeah. This that, made me almost throw up. That they still have not proven themselves. And it's like, Mac they've allowed. Mac Jones on the 49ers could have oh, beat yeah. That one, too. Please. Dude, both of them. Like, what, what else do we need to reach for? Are, do, are they, like, do they just throw, like, a bunch of stupid things in a hat? To, like, it's like Mad Libs. 
Like if I yeah. just like fill this in, this makes sense because it discredits the Eagles. Like that's, just, that's how they operate on these shows. Part of me is like, has to chalk it up. Cause like, dude, if you know football, you can't truly believe that, you know? And like, believe that theory. Cause Mac Jones would not help the team at all. Like I even quote tweeted that one, I think. And I was just like, okay. And he would have been their seventh string quarterback that got hurt that game because we were just literally unstoppable and wanted blood clearly, right. but like their um, offensive line couldn't stop anything. And if that, if, th- if that's what these people think knowing football is, then they're a lot dumber than we ever. And thought. it's also like, okay, so Mac Jones, you think would have been fine with getting hit okay. from Rasan Reddick or Rasan <laughs> Hassan Reddick when he literally was limping and, took himself out of a Patriots game. Like, come yeah. on, dude. Okay, McCorkle. That's another but the, Yeah, so I just, I have to chalk all, like, the national media things up. I mean, as much as it pisses me off, I think it's quite literally they do it on purpose because we are the Philadelphia market, and they know that we will put whatever nonsense they say and make it something big. You know what I mean? Like, because we're going to talk about it. We get pissed. Like, it's they're just trying to get under our skin so that we can freak out. And give them a name in that sense. They don't care if they sound stupid. No, they don't care if they sound stupid. And all they want is the clicks and the views. And I hate giving it to them. But it really is so infuriating because this is where people go for their, like, people really watch these shows in the morning religiously and listen to these podcasts religiously. And they're just, like, spewing pure stupidity, like, every which direction. And it's like, you know, it. We, we say it all the time. Like, tell me you haven't actually watched the Eagles this year without telling me you haven't actually watched the Eagles mm-hmm. this year. Anybody that act, that's actually watched them, like, and you can, you can also see it in, like, the dumb questions that are being asked during during media day with for the Super Bowl. Like, the one Dude. guy who was like, oh, Jalen, like, I have to admit, I, you know, I didn't think the Eagles would make it to a Super Bowl with you at quarterback. And he's like, yeah, you're not the only one. He's like, I just wanted to tell you I'm sorry. And he's like, cool. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. And then the guy that asked um, Nick Sirianni oh, if this was must be a must-win game, Nick was like, like uh, yeah. Did they ask Andy Reid that question? Is this a must-win game? Like, are you stupid? You should be able to get punched in the face one time by a player of his choosing on his team. <laughs> and speaking of getting to get punched in the – needing to get punched in the face and removed from the vicinity, if you are asking a coach or player who you would not let date their daughter. I don't care how old their child is. Nick Sirianni's daughter is five years old. I don't care if they're five, if they're 12, if they're 25, if they're 87. I do not care. That is a question that should never, ever, ever be asked. And I hope Nick Sirianni had a conversation with that man afterwards. And I hope that person's media credential was revoked for all time because it is absolute bullshit that 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 person was even remotely allowed in the vicinity of asking questions with some oh it makes me so angry and there like, is- i have a child and have a daughter but my god well i mean it's just i think it's just insulting all the way around all the stupid questions you're seeing asked to philadelphia because it's kind of like um childish you know what I mean like obviously Andy Reid very experienced Pat Mahomes this isn't his first Super Bowl so like they are coming in with that respect but there's a lot of guys like the Eagles the franchise itself has did not win a Super Bowl too long ago and there's a lot of veteran guys on this team that have won Super Bowls elsewhere or were here on that team so it's just like show them respect and it really is like even just saying that like it's most 
mostly to Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. And it's like, they're like looking at them as if they're the fresh me and want to ask stupid questions. And it's like, no, show them respect. Right. There have been like kids that are involved with different programs that are asking questions that are literally doing better jobs than probably the 20 plus year like credentialed um, people. Yeah. in there. So, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of room full of kids interview them. It would be much better and much more enjoyable. Like the, like the kid from the, uh, that interviewed all the, the Raiders players on the sideline. Yes. Like, let him be, let him be the only person allowed at media day and we'll Literally. all be fine. And everything you know will- who would ask better questions? Geo guarantee it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let the kids do it. Forget all of these old white men that are welcomed in there to do this because good God. Or even young white men, too, because I've seen a couple of videos just of nonsense that like, OK, you're funny and you're getting clicks, but like you're ruining all of your credibility, <laughs> like all of it for a I, click. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey honestly said it best, like it's a waste of time. Yeah, I understand it's part of the whole thing. And I know that for some of the guys, especially the ones that are there their first time, like all of it's really exciting. And but like for the, the media that doesn't take it seriously enough. Like, it's a real shame to ruin it for those players the way that they do. Because I guarantee really? some of those players, and especially, like, I guarantee you Nick Sirianni walked out of that and was just, like, like bummed and feeling disgusting. You know, like, it's Super Bowl week. They should be excited and, and having the week of their lives leading up to the, the moment of their lives. Jess, I agree with you. But, like, honestly, part of me kind of likes the disrespect that they've gotten in this media day and the disrespect they're getting from the national media just because we know, like, Philadelphia is the one team, literally, in any sport, anything. Philadelphia is the one team you don't want to give bulletin board material to because we remember that stuff. And the fact that they want to put out publicly that Philadelphia has not earned the respect of everybody and that they have not proven themselves like that right there was enough for me to be like, I hope that you will see this because they are a hundred percent going to be like, we're about to prove ourselves to you then. Uh, but you're, but you're not wrong. You know, like I, they never learn, they never learn. And it's going to be, Oh, so sweet on Monday morning when all of these, all of these people are going to regret it. They're going to regret it, regret it, regret it. And it's going to be beautiful. And everything will be right in the world. Well, and it's even, like, interesting, too, just to see, like, the numbers in Vegas. And it kind of just makes me nervous looking at that, too. But it's, like, an overwhelming amount. Like, 60-something percent of, like, the voters on this game are taking the Eagles. And it's, like, that's because that's how obvious it almost is to everybody that, like, this team is so good. And that they are truly the better team. Kansas City just has Patrick Mahomes, who is an outstanding quarterback and one of the best that we'll probably see, especially by the time that he's done. But um, he's an outstanding quarterback, and he's the reason that they are even at this point, in my mind, and that the, they can't be overlooked. I mean, any team at this point can't be overlooked. But, like, he's the main reason and the biggest threat they have, clearly. So um, it, it's – it's cool to see, but it also makes me nervous. But yeah, I mean, this Eagles team is overwhelmingly outmatching Kansas City. I don't know if that's the right word, but no, I, I, to- I totally, totally, totally agree. And I, I, you said it early in this episode. We talked about it a lot this year. The only team that is capable of beating the Philadelphia Eagles is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. They are the only team that is capable of 
of outright beating the Eagles. So if they play the game that we know they can play, if they play a clean game, they play their game on offense, they get after Patrick Mahomes on defense, and they play the way that they have played for the last 18 weeks, 18, 19, 20. <laughs> what week is it now? 22? I think 21. Well, I guess it technically would be 22 because um, 21 would have been last week, but it was an off week. Right, and the, also the – Oh, wait, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, 21, 22, 23, somewhere in there. Um, however they have played for the those last, that is how they need to play. As long as they play a clean game and they play the game that they're capable of, I have every bit of confidence in them to outright win this game. And just they have no reason to not play like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they've all, from what I've seen, have come in here like everything's normal. And I love Jalen Hurts, and I'm happy that the national – media and just everybody on the national platform get to see it but there's a lot of people that have been like wow like this guy the way he talks is amazing and he's a great leader they're finally seeing what we see every single day but just like to see Jalen up there and get asked like what has been different and he's like I literally am doing what I do every single week because that's how you have to do it I truly believe that so um yeah I mean I don't want to give away anything early but I do want to ask this before we go to break um one thing I thought was interesting was John Ritchie. Because me, I just think of all the weapons on this team. I think of Jalen Hurts. I think it's just going to be a high-scoring game, and I'm excited for that. But John Ritchie had a good point. Um, this Kansas City rushing defense is not great. So if Philly gets up, they could potentially try to run m for a majority of the game. And that's what um, John Ritchie wants them to do. But I hadn't thought of that. Is that something that you – are like, yes, I want to see a big rushing game. I think in order to be extremely successful, they need to, they absolutely need to have that utilize and rely on their run game in a significant way. Um, because you're right, the the run defense for Kansas, it's, it's how the Eagles have just broken and beaten down teams all year. And, you know, with that, it's not only just a Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell ordeal. It's, you know, Jalen Hurts and what he can do with his legs as well. Um but the one thing that I would say with that is, regardless, they need to continue to put points on the board. Yes. So they need to, yes, run the ball and use the clock. But all of those drives that they're running out the clock need to end in seven points. Because if you remember the Super Bowl that the Kansas City Chiefs won, they were down by 10 points with six minutes left. And they won that Super Bowl. So it's one of those – it's like, you know, that meme where it's the guy in the Aaron Rodgers jersey in the Cowboys stadium and there's like a minute and a half left and the Cowboys went up and they're like celebrating because they're going to get out of the first round of the playoffs for the first time ever. Um, and the, the caption is like, you know, they don't realize how much time they left and there's like a minute 29 seconds left and Aaron Rodgers goes and, and mm -hmm. won the game. It, that's Patrick Mahomes. So you have to continue to put points on the board. You can't just be satisfied with running the ball, running out the clock. They have to keep scoring. Yeah, Jess, I, I agree 100%. I they're up by 30 points. They no, have to keep scoring. I agree 100%. I am not – I don't think um, – because it's kind of the same as even in 2018 when we won it. Um, granted, it was a lot closer of a game, but they gave Tom Brady the ball at the end of the game, and everybody – and I mean everybody – in Philadelphia that was – or even outside of Philadelphia that's just an Eagles fan or wanted them to win, mm -hmm. had their 
like they weren't able to breathe in that final drive of the game because it was Tom Brady. And it's also, that's exactly how it is going to be in this game. Like you, I will not feel comfortable regardless how much we're up by at any point in this game until the clock hits zero. I totally agree. And you mean the Patrick last has still the Hail Mary, right? And it was like batted around. Yes. Literally. You can't, it, you're exactly, exactly, exactly right. Because when they didn't get that last first down that they needed to be able to kneel out the clock, I was not right. I, I distinctly remember, because I was at the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I distinctly remember I was texting Joe and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I was panicking still. And he was like, they're going to win. We're good. And I was like, take that back right now. How dare oh, you? Oh God, it's making me nervous. You? I was so angry. I was so angry that he did. He's like, chill, we're fine. And Tom Brady's back there winding up. And I'm like, yo, maybe not. <laughs> like, Dude, literally, even just, obviously, we know the outcome now. But even talking about that, Jess, and reliving that moment right there, literally just had my heart drop because I felt the stress again. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. is like, that's why Patrick Mahomes is in the talks already of going to be one of the greatest of all time in this game because he has that Tom Brady star quality right there. And that's a big piece of it. So, yeah, I will not feel comfortable until – we win and the clock's at zero. But I am very confident that we do pull it out. Absolutely agree. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll give our final keys to the final game of the season and our final score predictions. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back into episode number 101 of Babes on Broad. So before we get into our keys of success and stuff, I do want to mention, because I don't remember if we mentioned it, but very cool fun fact is that this is the first time that there's two black quarterbacks facing off in the Super Bowl, which is amazing in itself. But then to make it even cooler, it's the youngest combined age of starting quarterbacks in a Super Bowl. Isn't that amazing? That second part I didn't know. That's even more Yes, because Patrick Mahomes is our age. It's really awesome. Yeah, I know. Like, it's really cool that um, the game's evolving this much and that they're on this stage and representing young black male quarterbacks, obviously male quarterbacks. But, like, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And it's really – I'm very proud. Ruby's also very proud. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud that it's an Eagles quarterback that's – able to be a part of that really and awesome. it's rightfully so I mean everybody's probably seen it because it has been all over social media and we're not the first ones to talk about it but that's so um fair I guess I should say not really fair but like just because that's something that Philadelphia has always been very that's good true. about you look at our history of black quarterbacks and we definitely by far have yes 
Yeah, we have the best and the like probably the longest career or history with black quarterbacks. We're if not if not the longest history, one of. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's only right that Philadelphia is part of that, but it's awesome for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, who was part of drafting so many of those. So hated for doing so, and bringing in uh, Mike Vick. So yeah, hated for doing so. Yes, exactly. So like, it's it's really cool um, that it ends up playing out like that, Um, and just once again, yes, Kansas City. I would any other time. Not mind cheering for you, but you are our not arch today. Arch enemy number one. So with that, Jess, what's your keys to success for this win? My keys to success are the same exact ones that they have been all year because they have not failed us yet. Yeah, winning the, winning the line of scrimmage, both sides winning the game in the trenches is going to be the most important. The offensive line doing their job, whether it be run blocking, pass blocking, whatever, and the defensive line getting home, wreaking absolute havoc on Patrick Mahomes. I know he can be crafty, and I know he's going to hurt us at least once with one of those little shuffle passes. It's gonna and it's gonna make me so angry. But knowing that the defense has been able to do what they've been able to do, especially as of late they can make him uncomfortable enough to panic and make some mistakes, especially if he's not 100% healthy. I know they said he's moving around well and they're excited about it. I don't believe that. They're going to tell you before the Super Bowl, they're going to tell their competitor that their quarterback's healthy because they're going to be like, oh, no, 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 his ankle's fine. Don't target that. We're not idiots. I'm not suggesting they target (laughs) that at all. That's not what I'm suggesting. But I think they need to hit him a couple times, make him uncomfortable. I do think that Hassan Reddick is absolutely a, a sleeper for Super Bowl MVP. Yep. If, if I they, think that too. If things, you know, go the way they should. Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. Um, and, yeah, you never want to actually hurt somebody, obviously, even when we went into the Sam oh. Fran game. Nobody wanted to hurt nobody anybody. But it's part of the game. You need to hit the quarterback. It's that simple. You need to hit the quarterback. Wasn't a dirty hit? Like, yeah. So, no, I'm right there with you. Eagles, don't beat yourself, um, which I don't think they would. I mean, worst comes to worst, they'd be a little shaky to start out just because of nerves. But, yeah, I don't think that they would beat themselves. But I am right on board with you um, because you're always the one that says win on the line of scrimmage. And I agree with you, especially this week, because um, Kansas City, they have – pretty good actually very good offensive line so I think it's really important especially for our defense to win on that aspect as well which I think they could because um there are some holes and especially on the edges there so um and with how good we are at getting pressure on the quarterback and so I think we do win there um and yeah our offensive line just staying how they are but um I will say the one part that you mentioned no doubt Patrick Mahomes is probably going to beat us with one of his little scrambles because that's what he's really good at. He's the unconventional quarterback. I heard somebody in some show say that it's so frustrating because you look at Patrick Mahomes and how good he is. And it's something that like you, the his style of play, you want to tell all the kids to be like Patrick Mahomes, but you quite literally can't teach his style of play. So like there is no rhyme or reason to it. He's a scrambler. He's good at what he does. There's no rhyme or reason. He's just good. Um, 
So he definitely will beat us on that. But I also think that there's no doubt we will have at least one interception because of the scramble. That is Patrick Mahomes' biggest downfall is he does play hero and he tries to keep it alive. He has not faced a defense like ours. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody's faced a defense like ours until you played our defense because we are absolutely, when we're healthy and we are on, we are absolute dominance across the entire board. So, yeah, I am, dude, I am pumped. And so what is your, what's your final score prediction then? What so that's is what I was going to get into. So when I was thinking about this earlier in the week, because that's when I really started getting the Super Bowl mode, I've, I've been confident this whole time. But I was going more like 31 to 20, 31 to 24 Eagles. So I had like a big gap. Now I'm like getting in my head because we're getting closer and I keep overanalyzing. And I'm like, it is Patrick Mahomes. So I do think like 31-24 is a good one, but I also can see it being like 31-28 just in the fact that if Patrick Mahomes gets the ball late or something and he tries to go down the field. So I could see like a 31-28, 31-30 just if that happens, one of those late game things. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I should go with my initial gut, which was like 31-24. I think the Eagles are literally going to be able to keep scoring. I don't know what it is, but I feel like they're they're just going to continue to put up points. And it's I think that I think the Chiefs are going to panic. I think that the, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. Why am I so confident? Why am I so unbelievably confident? Just, you know, we just talked about this whole thing, but like I don't know why everything in me is screaming to say something like as aggressive as like thirty-eight to twenty-four. Dude, like, why am I so- aggressive? It's because we are so much better on paper. Like the Chiefs defense does not scare me at all. Like at all. The only thing that makes me nervous about this is the fact that they have Patrick Mahomes. That's the biggest key, you know? But also a fun thing that I like that John Ritchie told me that Patrick Mahomes, everybody knows you have to stop him. You have to keep him from scrambling. And it could put pressure on their passing game. And that should be the Eagles' number one target because we all love Andy Reid. Well, majority of us love Andy Reid. But that is one of his weaknesses is he's never been good at mixing in the run and having strength in that. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean it. That's what I mean. What their offense is going to be? Patrick Mahomes has to beat us. It Patrick has to be. Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have to beat us. Exactly. It has to be. But, and, and that's like, yes, that comes back to what we said last week too, or not last week, two weeks ago with Sam Fran though, oh, like, and what right. we said against the Giant the, all year, like, they have literally the secret to beating this team: stop Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So simple. You can't look at this Eagles team and say stop blah, stop blah. Because, okay, you you want to stop A.J. Brown? You want to double him? We'll smoke you with Devontae Smith. We'll get you with Dallas Goddard. Oh, Kenny Gainwell, surprise. Oh, Miles Sanders. You know what I mean? yards out here. Like, Literally. Like, you cannot. Like, there's no way to shut this down. That's why it literally is, like, literally, like, actually meaning in the literal sense. The only way to beat this team is if they beat themselves. Yeah. Like, they're only per- the only team beating this Eagles team is the Eagles. Yes. Go win the damn Super Bowl. Dude, uh, I can't wait to be all broad. I hope you get a babysitter or you bring your Ruby down to the broad street. 
next oh. week. We might have to do a drop-in day at daycare if it's a, if it's yeah. It's one of the Just Photoshop shows. her in a picture and tell her when she's older that she was there. There you go. And unfortunately, <laughs> I can't bring her to the Super Bowl because she would need a ticket. I know. Wait, that's actually babies need a ticket. Anything with a pulse needs a ticket to go. I into think. The Super Bowl. And I'm like, so- I'm sorry, child. I love you, and I'm a huge supporter of starting her Philly fandom this early and taking her to like regular games where she doesn't need a ticket yet because she's strapped to me. I'm sorry I'm not paying X amount of dollars for a I think that is absolutely insane, too. Did you see, um, I forget whose wife it was, but even one of the Eagles' wives said they can't even take their kids because it costs $4,000 per kid. And the, their kids are like two and five or something like that. So she was like, it, it they literally- They on laps and be fine, but yes. thing with a pulse needs a ticket. Yeah, which is stupid, but- you know, it is what it is. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And then people were coming after her like, oh, he's made X amount of dollars. It's like, don't, don't pretend to know anybody's family or financial situation. No, I'm, I'm mad. I'm blanking on the person too, but yeah, it's because his wife. Wait, say that again. Rachel Sachere, I think. Yes. Yes. Um, that's exactly who it was, but she had a great response to that though. Cause she was like, we were on the practice squad. Like, do you guys know what happens when we're, you're on the practice squad? Like that's what you make. And then, yeah, you get a bonus and stuff, but it's not like he's guaranteed, and he's like a seven-year practice squad guy. Right. So yeah, he's Don't had one year. To know anybody's financial situation. Yeah. So no. yeah, he's had like one year of making it, but he's not guaranteed to get that big salary next year. And when you're on the practice squad, you only make like forty k. It's not like you make a lot, right? And kids cost a lot of money, and yes. childcare is too much money and only going up. So I don't want to hear it about you pretending to know anybody's financial situation just because they're a professional athlete. Yeah. People don't understand. They also were the ones when I was on radio right out of college were like, you are so rich. And it's like, really? Cause I made like $14,000 <laughs> and you just hear me every day and I'm in front of everybody, but yeah, no. <laughs> good times. Yeah. Those were good times. Oh, uh, the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. I am so excited. I am so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. What are you doing for the Super Bowl? So um, we are having a like pregame party at Golan Company. It's Eddie Alvarez's bar in Port Port Richmond. So that's like two or like three to six or something. And then I think we're staying for the first half, Dion and I. And then I think we're going with Dumpy to wherever he's going after I think either like have a watch party at his house or something. So we'll be with Dumpy and then heading down to Brog, hopefully. Sounds like fun. I'm yeah. so excited. I'm so excited. But we're going to wrap up our episode there. Thank you for listening to episode 101 of Babes on Broad. No matter what, we'll be back next week. Also, we have a winner for our giveaway. So make sure you head over to our Instagram to check that out. Um, and that person will also send a message to that person to make sure we get the correct size for the shirt as well. Um, the beanies are here. They're super cute. Um, but as always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation for hosting us. Like I said, we'll be back next week. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Hopefully, if you have kids, you they go to one of the schools that has provided a two-hour <laughs> delay on Monday. That's amazing. Thankfully, the school Joe teaches at has also provided a two-hour delay, which is tremendous. We love that. So go, Birds. Enjoy the weekend. And, we'll and stay safe. And stay safe. Yes, always stay safe. And we will talk (laughs) to you next week.